Hi guys, welcome to the Mind for a Minute podcast. I'm Mamuda. And I'm Masuma. And um, Masuma, what have you been up to um, as of late? I think I saw you. When did I see you? About a week ago. Or so. Yeah, we're doing so good. I know, we're actually on time for we once. Are actually doing so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've literally just been, I had COVID. So I caught did COVID. you actually? Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought when she said she was ill, she had a young cough. <laughs> no, it was so weird because I just caught COVID out of nowhere. Like, I don't know where I caught it from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was ill. Like, like, I was at work and then I kept saying to everyone, I'm feeling like I'm going to get ill. Like, I really feel yeah. like I'm going to get ill. And then over time, I was just, it was getting worse and worse. And then, um, yeah, then I had COVID, but I was only ill for like a day mm-hmm. and then it went. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's not bad. I guess the booster, did you get a booster? No. Oh, I guess the double jab helped. Yeah. But the get booster, jabbed, guys. No, I don't believe in the jabs anymore. Oh yeah. my God. Because I've caught COVID more that time than I know people that have I know, had but the, the thing is the jab is not there for you to, to prevent you from getting COVID. It's there for you to prevent you from dying from COVID. Yeah, but surely it should give you the antibodies to yeah. help you fight and this it is up. why you had covid for one day yeah no but <laughs> i've also had covid 10 times do you get what i mean that's fair but for yeah. one day and each time you recover Before and you keep I recovering I, I think i last had i had an illness in november in december mm-hmm. but it wasn't covid but everyone had it and it was literally the worst yeah but i had even that from that i was literally that was terrible yeah that wasn't too fun that but, was horrible yeah so i've been off work really since we've spoke oh, but I, I went back yesterday so i've been all right to be fair that's good did you go back to like loads i surprisingly email. didn't oh that's good you know i love it is? that i have this thing where i keep on top of my work anyways yeah so even when i'm off like my colleagues are always like you know i need to double check my clients okay and i just chill i'm just like yeah they're fine <laughs> literally oh. like it doesn't bother me i don't know that's good though that means you've got a good work life balance yeah yeah no i definitely do Which i used good. to be bad at it but i've yeah, got be better, better now that's really 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 what you what have you been doing in the last two weeks or what, um, one week sorry I feel like my weeks go by so fast. Yeah. Like, before I blink, it's Friday. Like, literally tomorrow, it's already... It's already Wednesday tomorrow, and my week has basically ended. Yeah. So, I've just been doing assignments, as usual. Everything um, has actually been going so fast, I know. Like, I think it's because we're older, you know. Do you think? I think so. What, what do, how does that correlate? Because we're, we've got more things to do. When you're, when you're younger, I feel like you think time is unlimited, and the day feels really long because an hour feels yeah. long. Like an hour to like a six-year-old feels really long. But to us, it's like that because we're, we've second. got so much to do. Yeah, no, definitely. So agree. that's why, yeah. I feel like time just keeps going really fast um, and stuff. Yeah. For sure. Um, so we have an interesting topic today mm-hmm. that I'm actually really excited to talk about. And it's people-pleasing. Yeah. Um, because I always see it with other people. And I'm not going to lie. I see it with myself. I was going to say it. <laughs> Yeah, it's not other people, it's me. It's me, I am the problem, like it's not you. Yeah. Um, Because like when I was reading up on it, it actually, like some of the stuff I can see Mm -hmm. why I did it and I can see when I did it as well. Yeah. So I definitely did people please for a long time as well, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, I think it's something that I'm actively trying to unlearn. Yeah. I know that it's it's a result from my trauma, but that... That is something that I came to terms with after like loads of reflection. Yeah. Because I noticed like little things like with like authority figures and stuff, right? It sounds really, really dumb. But like authority figures, I hate, I hate being told off. 
So I do like in work and stuff, I do everything meticulously because I don't want to be told off. To make sure you don't get told off. That is literally me people pleasing. Like if anyone says to me, oh, Mamuja, can you pick this? Like, yeah, I can pick it up. (laughs) Yeah. I'll make coffee. I'll make you 10 coffees. Literally. I'll I'll do anything. (laughs) Anything you want me to do, I'll do it. Yeah. Literally. And it's really bad. And I have to consciously say to myself, you don't have to say yes. Like, you can say no. She's not going to kill you. Like, yeah, no, literally. You've got work to do anyways. Like, but she's... it's hard to say no at work. Yeah, it's it hard, is hard. Because you don't want them to feel or think a certain way about you. Yeah, it's, it's just definitely like a, hard. And I think there's a good balance. Like, it's not always bad to people, please. I know mm-hmm. sometimes people do say, like... Well, normally people say it negatively, really. Yeah. People pleasing. But I think it's all right in certain... Yeah, I think it's just being aware as to why you're doing a certain yeah, behaviour. And to what extent you're doing, doing it Doing well. it, yeah. I think definitely. Um, but let's start off with our people pleasing icks. Yeah. Because, I don't know, like, I, I do see some like traits and some people and I do think like please stop. stop yeah please like you know so the first one is changing their behavior to fit into a group yeah and knowing that it's not them yeah because I've seen people like join different groups and then they change the their way behavior. they act and the way they speak as well like, yeah. have you noticed if someone hangs around with someone else um they they change the way that they speak and mm-hmm. The, even the accent and the tone yeah. of voice like they're just a complete different person yeah that is I, I think that is definitely one of my icks um, yeah. because it's sometimes it's a little bit painful to watch because you know that person is trying to seek acceptance yeah and it's trying to be part of the group but if you are and someone it's so blatant as and well. it's so blatant and if you're someone that is from the outside looking in and you know that person individually by themselves and you know that's not them yeah then you feel a little bit of like sadness for them because you think you don't have to do that so it's a little bit of an ick i wouldn't say it's like it makes me sick but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just using ick because I feel a little bit sad. It's like, you don't have to do that. Yeah, no, definitely. Because it's not as deep as an ick. Yeah. For sure. Um, so the next one, obviously I said accent and the way they speak and the way yeah. they dress. Like some people really, Yeah, really... some people completely change yeah. themselves um, and you to can just fit tell in. It's to fit in and yeah. to please other people. Oh, yeah. Um, and you said before to, that they neglect themselves. Yeah. So what did you mean in that sense? Uh, like when you when you do things to please other people you tend to neglect yourself by not respecting your own boundaries yeah. not doing things that you like because these people including myself I have my own interests and my own likes but when you're so focused on other people and what they think about you what their perception is of you yeah. you forget about what you like and you try to fit in and that makes you kind of feel... You can kind of isolate yourself in that way because you feel like your opinions don't matter. Yeah, you don't sure. matter. Um, you're kind of... You feel like a pushover maybe because everything is about everyone else. So yeah. I feel like you do kind of struggle with having self-identity um, and you neglect yourself completely. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Yeah. Um, like, even their own values, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you, you know that person would never behave like that. Like that, if they, they were in a different situation, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely. it's very hard when you... I think it's very hard when you um, know you've got a certain value, but there is this, like, like pressure, this imaginary pressure or perceived pressure that you have to act in a certain way, even though this is outside of your values. Yeah. It's very difficult to deal with that because you're like, oh, but I really want them to like you, like me. But I know what they're doing is wrong. But if I say that what they're doing is wrong, they're going to change. Yeah, like and I have to accept not like... And just, I have to people. be quiet, yeah. yeah. And mm, to an extent, 
it could be a bad thing because if you're seeing someone doing something illegal or something that or hurting someone else and you know within yourself that that is not right but because you want to please that person you keep you keep quiet that could be an issue because you could be implicated in like crimes that you didn't think of do you know what i mean like you yeah. could have just been there sitting around doing nothing and now you've got like i don't know an m charge on you like yeah no one planned exactly. that, <laughs> no one planned that. Yeah. Um, and also i think another ick is like when people constantly ask you what you think about you know an mm. outfit or clothing or mm. um anything like they're yeah. always asking other people what do you think about this do you think do you like it or yeah do you think it's good or do you think i should wear it or do you think i should do this yeah that becomes very draining because I think to other people, people sense out people who are people pleasers. Like they can sniff them out, especially yeah. people that aren't people pleasers. Like uh, the other extreme personality trait is narcissistic people. They sniff you out so quickly. hundred percent. They know that if I ask you to do something, you're going to do it. And they will capitalize on that. They will keep bugging you and keep Reduce, like reducing your self esteem so that you keep people pleasing them. Yeah, and so, you'll never even notice because it will always be in a subtle way. It's so subtle. Yeah, so subtle. But you'll so you'll have those people that love people pleasers mm-hmm. because they can control them. Mm-hmm. But then obviously you have the other people that are just hate it and it just yeah. it gives them the ick. Like mm-hmm. stop being a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So you do have different types of people. People, yeah. Um, but you can just tell that they've lost themselves mm-hmm. and they don't even have a self. Um, a identity. sense of yeah a self identity basically yeah um, and then the last one I said which is relating to that as well as copying other people, people. yeah um, which you will notice anyways with yeah pleasers, especially if they're constantly asking their group like their Pen- opinions like mm-hmm. of course you're gonna look like them at the end yeah at the end you could and, and it, it becomes annoying you might notice as well a lot of people who are people pleasers they might struggle to keep friendships depending on what extent their people yeah, pleasing 100%. is because this is it's not something that is unnoticed by the other pe- by other people around them people are aware of it and people notice it and you might get the label in school if you're in school people might label you as weird because it's like oh she doesn't she or day they don't really know a themselves and they're doing stuff for, to fit into a group so people will be like oh that's just a weird one yeah, yeah yeah like and it's not a nice label to have so it's it's good to kind of be aware as to why why do we people please so that yeah. kind of I feel like it would be a never like never ending cycle mm-hmm. like you'd constantly feel not accepted in different groups and I yeah. feel like you would bounce from group to group as well exactly because so. you feel like you're not accepted so you try and please them to be accepted but then you get that rejection again and because of that rejection you carry you go to another group and then you're like oh but I just want them to like me because the last group didn't like me and then yeah. it's just like that constant cycle but sometimes if we just take a minute just calm down yeah, and sure. just reflect and be like, but why do I, why do I want them to like me so much? Why does that matter to me that these people like me it, so much? It, it gives like, it, it gives a sense of insecurity, mm-hmm. um, which obviously would be deep rooted. Mm-hmm. But before we go into that, I've also put on here that you can, it can lead to drug abuse mm-hmm. um, and sexual sexual activity that's unsafe as well, mm-hmm. um, and obviously financial debt. Yeah. Um, so people will go to the extent of you know always going to motives for example mm-hmm. because they want to people please they want to be that person so that's, that's always there. down for all the motives yeah. but then what will happen is there will be in financial debt at the mm-hmm. end or just not debt but like just not have yeah. the money and that the, they did have before and on the flip side if you're a ple- people pleaser if someone comes to you with their problems and because of how compassionate you are or because of how much empathy you've got 
you put yourself in their situation. You want to help them. A lot of people please that they put themselves in situations that they don't need to be in because they want to be the helper. They want to sort out your situation. Like for example, lending someone money, like, I don't know, grands that you don't have, but because you feel so bad for another person, you want to please them and you want to take away that pain that that you're neglecting. That will give the hope that they will then prefer you and you will be the likeable one one, because you've done all of this for them. But But there is no guarantee that that would be the case. Nine times out of ten, you're (laughs) never going to be that person that they really accept because you can't, yeah, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. You just can't force a friendship on someone. You can't force a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah I do. I have seen it a lot with a lot of people like the financial debt and just mm-hmm. constantly being out because mm-hmm. they want to make people happy yeah um, so yeah so let's go into why people actually people please then yeah th- so one of the reasons why people people please it's a response to trauma a lot of people that have this tendency including with myself um, it's because maybe when we were younger our caregivers didn't respond to us in the way that we wanted we were either abused yeah. so people pleasing is kind of like a coping mechanism that you develop to stop the abuse because if you're pleasing someone why would they abuse you that's the mindset that you get into if I'm doing everything right then I don't get that repercussion of mm. abuse and in later on in adulthood it's kind of like if I do everything right, then they won't reject me. If I do everything right, they won't say bad things about me. So it just transforms into a different form of it not being abuse, but it being, okay, no rejection, because you're not used to the rejection. And um, it could also happen because as a child, you was neglected, so your needs weren't met. So in order for your needs to be met, you either had to be that child that is like all smiley and all happy for your parents to even notice you, to give you food, like basic things like food and like shelter and stuff. So now when you're older, you think this is what I need to do in order for me to be noticed. This is what I need to do in order for my needs to be met, for me to have companionship, for me to have a friendship or for me to be around people. Um, This is what I need to do for people to want to be around me because this is what I've been taught from a young age. This is what I need to do for people to give me what I need. It can also be like friendships from like when you were younger Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. If you've never belonged to a group, you've never felt, you know, accepted in a group, that can also lead to adulthood and, you know, the same behaviours continuing Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So it can be both ends, but 100% I can see like, you know, the neglect in the family and always wanting like desperately wanting to feel accepted accepted yeah yeah and wanted and Mm -hmm. that's why obviously in adulthood you're feeling the same way basically Mm -hmm. with your friends Mm -hmm. um so it's a lot of time it is deep rooted it is very deep rooted um a lot of the things i know on this podcast we talk about it a lot but this is why sometimes early intervention is so important because a lot of things that we learn as adulthood is something from childhood like there was this absolute beautiful thing our consultant always says is about a sandbed did i explain it to you before it's about a sandbed on the sea right she says on the sea you've got the sandbed and then you've got the water at the top if there is something wrong with the sandbed and the sandbed is not like clear and like not clear but if the sandbed is not taken care of then the water on the top will start ruffling Mm. so take that as your childhood and as your upbringing your sandbed is your first few years in life if there is something wrong with that the water on the top will be rough so we need to make sure that those core years are taken care of and i know that's difficult because it's not our fault that our parents didn't give us what we needed it's not our fault but we can become aware 
that this is the reason why and we can start making the steps to change and it. And address, like, you know, what's happened before and mm-hmm. just kind of change your mindset and better yourself. Yeah. Like, you can definitely not change your past, but no. you can definitely make it better. Exactly. And awareness makes a whole load of a difference because if you're aware why you're doing something, that's when you start making the steps to changing. But if you're not aware of it, then you don't know mm. what can be changed. So what are the signs of people pleasing? The signs? Yes. I would probably say... um, Oh, okay. A perceived lack of personal identity, mm-hmm. which is obviously what we've said before about mm-hmm. how people like they don't really know who they are no. themselves, mm-hmm. and you can just tell. Like some people, you look at them and you just think like you don't have your your self self identity is kind of dependent on, on others. Yeah, and based on the group that mm-hmm. you're in. So that's definitely a sign of people pleasing. Um, obviously, constantly attempting to please others, mm-hmm. like like you said as, as well, like borrowing money to people mm-hmm. and you know going above and beyond for people that mm-hmm. you don't really need to need do to. that for. Do you get mm-hmm. what I mean? And so I I've seen that quite a lot with people, mm-hmm. um, especially like uni times. Mm-hmm. I, I guess obviously group like friends and everything was a yeah. big thing then. But I did see that happen quite a lot where people would go above and beyond for others mm-hmm. and always be available for them and always yeah. be ready to do things. Um, and what else? You might also notice um, in friendship groups, I know in loads of friendship groups, there's always that one person that is always the go-to, mm. right? That one person that always fixes that friend's problem. But maybe as the friend that goes to that person, you should reflect and be like, is that person doing that because of, alternative reasons because you notice with people that are people pleasing they are usually the go-to friend that's what i notice with myself i'm usually the one that takes on everyone's problem you can come to me and tell me your problem also it might be because of my nature of my job but <laughs> people would usually tell me their problem yeah. but, but then people forget about that you've got problems going on because you, you're always trying yeah. to listen to others but i think the the friend that is going to the other friend should take that moment to reflect and be like is there a reason why this person is always so readily available for to fix my issues? Have they got any issues going mm. on? Um, it's just a little advice because I feel like we all bear a responsibility when you're in a friendship. And if you do notice that you keep dumping your problems on one person, you, you can take that step back yeah. yourself. It's not always on the people pleaser to make that boundary. If you're a good friend, I feel like you can take that step back and you can be like, you know what? I noticed that I always do this maybe not today is there anything that is happening in your life and try to flip the, tr- yeah, flip the script yeah it's interesting when you actually step back and analyze like mm-hmm. different um the different way people act in, in the friendship groups like yeah. each person and what their role is mm-hmm. everyone has a role in a friendship everyone, group yeah everyone has a role 100 <laughs> percent. i used to be part of a big friendship group before and there's like different personalities mm-hmm. and different roles mm-hmm. so i can definitely see it yeah i think i was a people pleaser in my old one Oh, I'm 100% a people pleaser till today. Like, I'm trying to unlearn it. <laughs> I'm I people think, pleasing and no, proud. I think everyone's a people pleaser. Like, yeah. I haven't met someone that's not a people pleaser. Because people pleaser doesn't have to be to the extent, like, no. you know, being a beg, as yeah. people say. But also, it, it can just be, like, this littlest behaviours where you just think, why are you always doing this? Yeah. Or, do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, or you might see someone that's part of a group and you kind of just know that that's not them. Yeah. And they might be so happy and the group might be accepting of them and there might be nothing wrong. But you can just tell, tell that, that's that they not don't them. belong yeah. in that group. Yeah, you can tell that that's not them. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting now. So after this conversation, I'm so going to analyse everyone. I'm like, <laughs> are you a people pleaser? 
But I think nine times out of ten, like, all of us are, so... Yeah, we all have some aspects of people-pleasing within us. Because, again, we want people to like us. As humans, we we are here for companionship. Yeah. So we sure. want people to like us. So you have to do things to please them. But I think when it becomes a problem is when you are neglecting yourself mm. constantly. That's when it becomes because a red flag. Obviously, it's derived from, like, low self-esteem. Really. Exactly. It's where you're not happy with yourself. Mm-hmm. There's something that doesn't comfort you within yourself and you're finally getting other people yeah so when you are like accepted Mm -hmm. by your friendship groups that you really want it makes you feel comfort it Mm -hmm. makes you feel like secure and everything like that it's safe it's a safety behavior it's a coping mechanism that helps us feel wanted yeah for sure yeah so yeah so that's quite quite interesting i'm actually never even deeply Mm -hmm. like that you know Mm -hmm. um but it definitely like comes from like low self esteem. Yeah. And I definitely see that. What what do you think what are some of the emotions that you think people feel when they are people pleasing or where they where they feel like their own needs aren't met? I feel like they know, like people pleasers know deep down mm-hmm. that they're people pleasing. Do you actually you know what? I don't know. Do you do you think that they know Yeah, I think I think people are aware that they're doing it. Yeah. Sometimes. Deep down. See, I feel like you know that yeah. what you're doing like you are it feels i think sometimes it feels a little bit wrong right when you're people pleasing because you want to get something done but you feel some type of like frustration that Mm. you're doing it but that frustration stems for you not actually wanting to do the behavior that you're doing so you you might feel a little bit panicked or a little bit of anger towards the fact that you're doing something but there is no reason for that anger to be there. Yeah. That could be a sign that you're people pleasing. Because you're neglecting yourself. You don't want to do it. No. But you're forcing yourself to do it. Um, so yeah. that that I feel others do notice it sometimes. On themselves. Um, so there are some emotional responses. That are relating to people pleasing. Such as a deep feeling of anger. And guilt towards yourself. Difficulty saying no to others. Taking more responsibility on, even though feeling overwhelmed. I'm a queen of doing that at work. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can definitely see that in people pleasing. Yeah, I'm hundred. I hundred percent do that. Difficulty setting clear about personal boundaries. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, often they take advantage. They are taken advantage by others, especially in relationships. This is where that narcissistic thing comes in. Like people who have personality disorders or people who are narcissistic, they are attracted to people pleasers because they know you do things for them and that feeds into that narcissistic thinking of they are the most important person because yeah. you keep doing stuff for them. Yeah, you're feeding like, their ego. Their ego, you're, you're really, literally you're feeding. them feel like... Because they want someone to control. Yeah, they the want someone pleasers. to do stuff for them yeah. and you're just doing so that. So in a friendship group, always look for the person that's got the narcissistic mm-hmm. traits and the person that they seem to kind of control or latch mm-hmm. onto. Because that might be the people pleaser. Yeah, they they might be. You might also feel stress or dis- discomfort when called, like when someone asks you what your opinion is. Mm. Um, you feel a little bit stressed. I have this sometimes, you know, at work. <laughs> um, t- <laughs> I'm like, claiming people pleaser at work. At I point. literally, I'm claiming this because sometimes at work when they ask me, like they'll be like, "Oh, what's your opinion?" I'm like, "I don't want to say the wrong and thing." I'm like, <laughs> sweating like um, I'm, I don't know. I'm like, please, I just don't want to say the wrong thing, guys. Don't ask me. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly, that is a response that I have because I'm a people pleaser. Um, and Do you think that is like in many job roles where, um, I, I guess like I don't know how it's higher base basically like you the job role that you're in is more kind of 
more complex you've got people that are very like high up like senior in there do you mm-hmm. think that tends to happen in every job role or is it specifically in these kind of job roles i think in our job role everyone that works in psychology or mental health has trauma mm. anyone that chooses this path has trauma mm. and because we all have trauma this is why we all are in this job we want to help people we want to part of my job is people pleasing i want to help other people mm. so i think it's more so true in psychology than it is in like corporate environment because in corporate environment like a lot of people are very much like i know my stuff i'm da 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 but in psychology, because we're such we're, we're such reflective people as well, we notice, oh, right, okay, I'm people-pleasing. And I notice that I'm doing this because I... Like, for example, with me, I know I'm doing this because I don't want to be perceived as... I don't know what I'm talking about. Because because of that, I step back and because I don't... Because that is the main part of your job, that is your role. That, that yeah. I know what I'm talking about. So to me, it's like, oh, I don't want to seem like I'm the one that doesn't know what they're talking about. So let me keep quiet. But then keep be keeping quiet is me neglecting myself because half the time I know the answer. Someone else will put their hand up. Yeah. Be like, oh, that's what I was say, thinking. Yeah, literally, they'll say what you were thinking. Knew. Exactly, yeah. and you were thinking that the whole time. But I'm stopping myself from saying it because I just don't want to look like that isn't like I don't know what I'm speaking of. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. That's really interesting. I yeah. think it also comes from, like, the imposter syndrome. Because mm-hmm. I see it, especially in psychology fields anyways. Yeah. Because I know, obviously, in normal jobs, you have, like, the manager and mm-hmm. the team leader and stuff like that. But when it comes to psychology, you have a clinical psychologist. Mm-hmm. You have senior clinical psychologist. Yeah. You have all these different roles. And I do think that it's a, you are constantly people-pleasing because of these people. Yeah. Because, you know you automatically think they've got so much more knowledge than me. Yeah. When in a normal, like, for example, sales assistant role, you'll have your manager, your team leader, you won't think they know more than me. Yeah. They're just in a higher position. This is called the power threat meaning, guys. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? What power? So the power threat meaning is making the... Well, it's kind of like an assumption that in um, society, we all have a sense of power. Mm. So, for example, if a patient comes in as a clinician, I've got more power over their care, Mm. over a say in their life than they have. And they're aware of that power. And because of that, that power, they become silenced and they don't want to talk because they see you in a higher position to them. 100% I see that as well, my clients. yeah. Yeah, so that kind of relates also us being trainees or us being assistant psychs, we have that sense of, okay, the declins and the consultant, they have so much power than me and we're aware of it. So we're going to be silent. Because we're going to be silenced and yeah. we don't want to do anything to shake up things. like. So if there was a decision, decision being made about therapy, most likely an AP would be quiet in those decision-making discussions because they feel like, these people have so much power i'm not going to speak up and if i speak up and i say something wrong their power will overtake my power Mm. type thing they can tell me off so because of that i'll rather be silenced yeah read about it lucy johnson and also you don't want to like um be the know-it-all the know-it-all person and you Mm. don't want to kind of offend the person that knows more as well yeah um and so you might 100 percent know the answer but you might not say it in front of the clinical psychologist because of the power that has yeah. to be because you don't Cause want it, to has, yeah there has yeah. to be that power and you don't want to kind of be seen as a threat because yeah you want to be liked you exactly. want to be the people pleaser basically exactly it's, it is very interesting and i'm happy that psych- as psychologists we're such reflective people because these are generally conversations that we have mm. about our perceived sense of power that our consultant has mm. and the consultant will literally come back down to earth and be like yo, I was in you guys' position, 
I'm literally the same as you. Like, there is no sense of hierarchy within our team at all. And they will try to make us feel comfortable. But obviously, you can make me feel comfortable as much as as you want. But but that perceived power is still in my head. Like, I'm still aware of it. At the end of the day, you're on 100k and I'm not. (laughs) That alone is a power threat. Some of the managers are always like, don't worry, guys. I was you once, (laughs) once upon a time. But... You it's just still know, there. like, you can fire me, literally, yeah, it's right still now, there. so I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, it's, it's so definitely still there. There is definitely that power threat, mm-hmm. but I, like I said, I do I think it's more within a psychology field yeah. than it is any other job, really. You think so? Yeah, yeah, the, because imagine, like, uh, we used to work in Primark together, yeah. and, like, the way that people used to act with the team leaders, for example, or, like, the... But, even, but the team leaders, I feel like... The supervisors, the super The supervisors and team leaders, when it comes to, like, retail jobs, I feel like they're awful. Oh, they're, yeah. they, they love the power thing. They want to show you they have power, the but there is no thing, power there. Like, you get paid probably 50p more. Yeah. No joke. Like, literally, it was 50p more, and you would think that you're, like, high up. Like, you're yeah. senior. They would actually think they're senior, but they, would, they wouldn't They would. I think power in itself, it's such an interesting construct. We should do a whole podcast and just literally power and control. The way that people switch up. The, the, because I feel like because we all... No, not just the switch up, in, just in general in our lives. I feel like power plays such a big role in our fight. every single day life. Yeah. And people have this sense of control. People always want to control things and have things go that way, their way. Mm. And I feel like it's just such an interesting concept because why do you f- feel like because you're in a position higher than me that you have to be demeaning towards me or speak to me like I'm literally poo on your shoe <laughs> literally yeah. whereas in a psychology setting I don't notice any of that I've never but again in a psychology setting I think because we're reflective people we're aware of these things that we don't want to do that to other people yeah because we know of how it will make someone feel if that makes sense. What's made what I've realised being in like a mental health kind of field, a psychology field, is that it makes you more vulnerable with your mental health. Yeah, because you're aware. Because yeah, because obviously you ma- it makes you more aware of mm-hmm. like because I've noticed that like as soon as I started the psychology field job, mm-hmm. um, I've become more aware, but I've also become more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a lot of things affect me more than they would have done in my old job. Oh, so that's definitely one thing that I've noticed. You think it affects you more? Like yeah. something could actually like, let's like just say have I'm like feeling a, anxious. I yeah. feel more anxious now more than I've ever felt. But that might be because of the nature of your job in general and our jobs is we're taking other people's yeah. stuff in. So you, it is quite easy to feel quite overwhelmed. Yeah, no, definitely. Because of how much you take in every day and what you see. So when you do get anxious, it's like. Flip a switch for and me, you get I extra feel like I've become more vulnerable to it, like all like fully. all the time. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. you're going through some period of burnout. You maybe you need to no, relax. No, I'm not. Maybe you need to. No, relax. I'm actually fine. <laughs> <need> to chill. <laughs> I'm fine. No, I'm actually not going through burnout because I've been through burnout and I know what, I know what it looks like. But um, yeah, it just this is just something I've noticed. That's interesting. From the beginning because I feel like not that I'm I'm more aware of my mental health hundred percent. I'm also more I've built more strategies um to deal with my own mental health um but i don't think i'm more vulnerable i think i'm more open about talking about my mental health for mm-hmm. example like in supervision if something makes me overwhelmed i say it to my i'm like oh my god i literally cried for da, 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 da. i was so upset about it. but because that's the space for me to do so so yeah. i talk about my mental health quite a lot and it's even with that clients and stuff 
Um, I know you're not meant to like talk about too much about yourself, but sometimes them seeing also that you in that position as that powerful clinician, so you are having yeah. similar difficulties. They become a lot more comfortable and they they become you build that rapport a lot quicker because they're a like lot quicker. a lot I've quicker because you so much, yeah. I could I could just say to a client like oh yeah I was over like that would make me overwhelmed too they can tell me a story and I'll be like yeah yeah I would react in the exact same way they'll yeah. be like oh my god you were I'm like and yeah it just, it just makes them trust you yeah like, and I think that's a big thing when you have mm-hmm. like a client um that you're helping because if they don't trust you it's never gonna work no it becomes very very yeah. difficult but i think being aware of your own mental health and also being aware of how you bring your mental health into therapy is very very important oh what do you mean because we all have our own life mm. and stuff and things that other people tell us is going to trigger us yeah so you might and get how... triggered to things more than than another person yeah and you might bring exactly and you yeah. might bring those triggers or those preconceived things that you've built up from your own past into therapy and that could interfere with the work that you're doing with that person yeah. so it's good to be aware of your own mental health and your own trauma so that you don't bring that into into your, into that space into your work 100 yeah, no, percent. is there any tips that you've got um, from people pleaser yeah um, i would say just you know if you're people pleasing because yeah. I know when I'm people pleasing. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like everyone knows deep down. Yeah. Um. So if you are people pleasing, then just question why you're mm-hmm. people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um. And kind of just analyze. Like take a while out just to analyze it because mm-hmm. you might not be happy. Like for me, when I was people pleasing, I wasn't happy, mm-hmm. and it was only when I left that situation that I felt happier. Yeah. So you it might. That situation, you people pleasing towards these people might make you worse. Yeah. So just be careful and just, you know, yeah, literally just be careful and yeah. just reflect on it quite a lot. Yeah, I think it's 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 important to kind of deal with the unresolved trauma that comes um, with people pleasing. So if you know that you have experienced some trauma and you notice that these are the behaviours that you're doing now as a result of your trauma, mm. I would definitely advise, you can always look at self-help guides read up about it a little bit because even reading up about it would help um yeah and just be a little bit nicer to yourself um sometimes don't be so hard to yourself um with yourself because sometimes when we people please we criticize ourselves we're like oh they don't like us because of this and yeah it just becomes never worth it yeah and it becomes all this negative thought process and so just have some self-compassion be kinder to yourself we're gonna do like a whole nother episode on self-compassion and how to build that up because it can be very hard to do so but also build boundaries uh with your friends i was gonna say but i was gonna say like look out for that person that might be feeding off Mm -hmm. your people pleasing people pleasing or your vulnerabilities just look out for those people because they're just feeding and just think like you know would like everything that I'm doing, if you are going above and beyond, like some people do, mm-hmm. like how is that impacting you? Yeah. If it's impacting you financially, mm-hmm. mentally, and then think about the people that are feeding off it as well. Yeah. Um, and really just reflect. Like it's never too late to leave a group or a person if you feel like you're you're deep down not happy because it's never going to change. Like yeah. you're always not going to be happy in that situation. So I just think if you are deep down not happy and you know that you're not, but you just really desperately want to be accepted, I would just stop 
from mm-hmm. there yeah. to start because you will always find someone for Something, you. Something, yeah. And maybe you just need time to kind of heal, understand who you are, and then naturally you'll just those people that are good for you will gravitate yeah. towards you anyway. And if you're unsure of who you are, because that is also a very difficult thing to navigate, finding self identity. Mm. Try different things. Yeah. Try if you don't like it, drop it. Yeah. Try something else. Do a lot of if things you on your own. Like, yeah. Go on a holiday on your own. Yeah. Go on little trips on your own. Do, and you'll learn pick a up lot. a sport. If you don't like the sport, you drop it. If you don't like painting, you drop it. Yeah. Dropping something is never going to hurt, but yeah. not trying something might do because you might find something that you genuinely really like and that becomes your identity. Yeah. No, so definitely. try new things and see how that goes. I and did be that op- open. And it helped. Yeah, yeah, being open to new things and new ideas will definitely help. Yeah, um, like I went to like the spa on my own, which mm-hmm. I would never have done before. Yeah. I've done a lot of things on my own, and that way I've learned a lot by myself. So definitely try something like that. Like just yeah. go out out your comfort zone. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I don't think there's anything else no. to discuss. Let us know topic. what you guys think about people pleasing. Yeah. And if there's any traits that you've noticed, whether it's other people or yourself, mm-hmm. um, interact on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, we are becoming do. a bit more like active on there. Yeah, so we're we trying are. to keep that up to date. Mm-hmm. So please, if you do have Instagram, the mind for a minute. We also have TikTok, the mind for mm-hmm. a minute. Um, and our podcast is also on Spotify and, and all the other platforms I that I never know. Literally, we've got Apple, <laughs> Apple and Spotify. Out. Yeah, it goes out. To be fair, though, we actually have we quite actually a few. get listens. <laughs> we actually get listens off the other pod, um, platforms that I've never heard of in my life. Yeah, literally, we actually get quite a lot of views. Yeah, I've actually not checked our thing yet. You know, so I'm gonna check that and listen mm-hmm. and see how many where we're getting the most listeners from. Yeah, but I think our long term goal is to go on YouTube. Yeah. When we're much more consistent, we'll definitely we'll do that. We'll try and go on YouTube and then you can see the visuals and stuff. But yeah. Thank you well, guys so much. Uh, please do send topic ideas because yeah. we need them. We need the topics. So send us your topics. Okay. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.